<laughs> Welcome everyone to TSA Destiny Lore Chat. Uh, this is episode 4, recorded on November 24th, 2018. Uh, I am Elemist. This is Hyven. And Mrs. Hyven. And today we've got a guest star, Just Flamin. Say hi, Flamin. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week we did all the different sombra cards for ghost stories, and it, we wanted to balance that out, so here are all the humorous ones. So Not much needed after all of the depressingness of last week. Right. Last week after this. Right, you so this one is much the... needed. Yeah. yeah, I was plus two, I was muted out of the, uh, I was taken out of the whole entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're just creeping he was just you know he wanted to hear it firsthand. didn't want to wait for it to be posted creeper no he creepy wanted to, he wanted to cry with the group not all by himself <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird when you're listening to it at work and you just start crying and then your coworker just looks at you like what's going on right, you just want to look at him right, like, let, let me just share you this link alright one second that just kind of hey, happened. That's to how me we last get more week. viewers, <laughs> <laughs> right? But anyway, uh, let's just jump right into it. This first card is called "Don't Call Me Ghost." I guess. <laughs> I guess I start. Um, I want a name. Is this because of Sagira? She is a terrible influence on you. She has a name. People don't just call her ghost. It's insulting to be called ghost. I'm not a thing. I'm me. Who are you then? I'm... I don't know. I'm me. And you want me to define you. That sounds like you're a thing. You're insufferable. Do you know that? You didn't have to bring me back. Is it? There you go again, Tyra, questioning everything, treating the entire world like a puzzle that you have to record and analyze and put into your files. I cannot do anything else. If I do not question, do not study, do not learn, I have no purpose. Every mind has its own form. You've been reading philosophy again. Rousseau. Icora lent me a copy. <sighs> Don't pout, ghost. It's annoying. So is being called ghost. Might as well cover me with a sheet. Choose your own name. You don't need me to define you. I will. Well, what is your name, ghost? Don't call me ghost. <laughs> this sounds like a child throwing a temper, temper tantrum. <laughs> right? <laughs> And the, the parents are like so calm composed. and methodical. Yeah. Right? The parents just so level-headed, like, I'm just going to ride this wave out until they just, like, you know, kind of, like, tire themselves out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's that one? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy playing sassy, but can't tell. Oh, I could tell. <laughs> I love how straight and monotone though you were. It was perfect heart illness. Thank yeah. you. I would love to say I was trying, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just being myself. 
<laughs> Alright, Ivan. You uh, want to take the next card? Yep. I got Our next card is Compliments. I remember talking to Ophicius one day about the connection between ghosts and guardians. This was years and years ago, back when we were still in the city and Osiris was Vanguard Commander. Osiris and Ikora would talk for hours, days sometimes, and frankly, it was pretty boring. Especially when I got stuck entertaining Ophicius. Seriously, that ghost is not a conversationalist. Anyway, I said... O said he had a theory where there were, was one ghost for one guardian. He thought that each of us had strengths and complemented weaknesses in our guardian and vice versa. That we need to be together or neither of us would be whole. Like soulmates? I asked. Because I'm not in love with Os Osiris or anything. Not only would that be really weird, he kind of gets on my nerves a lot of the time. It is not a romantic attachment, O said. If he had eyes, he would have rolled them at me. It was my belief that the Traveler understood that normal people would not be enough to protect humanity. That it would take those who are extraordinary in both body and spirit, and that only by the merging of Ghost and Guardian into a single unit could this be accomplished. I don't know where Ikora keeps you, I told him, but Osiris and I are not a single unit. You've heard us argue a lot. And why do you challenge him? O asked. Because no one else will. He's the great and powerful Osiris. Hero, scholar, savior, yada yada. And no one, I mean no one, not even Ikora really challenges him. They do, they do what he wants, even if it's a terrible idea. Not me. Everyone needs someone to tell them to get over themselves once in a while, especially Osiris. Would you say that is a strength that complements a weakness? I didn't answer. I hate it when someone else is right. Good thing it doesn't happen often. All right then, smarty ghost, I finally said. What about you and Ikora? You're both rigid and stuffy. Read too much? I'm a calming influence. I encourage her to think before she acts, and not let her emotions get the best of her. I couldn't help it. I cracked up. It actually took me a minute to get under control. Ikora? I said, laughing so hard I could barely believe. Have you met Ikora? All she does is think. You don't know her at all, Ophicius. I love that. It's funny. They laugh at the idea of soulmates, but then basically describe it as a marriage. <laughs> kind of. Granted, but that was I don't right. think soulmates exist. <laughs> but it's totally the relationship of of a marriage. The strengths, the weaknesses, the bickering. I would suspect so. I also enjoy the um <laughs> I there. I also enjoy the concept here of um the ghosts kinda having to entertain each other. It's like when your significant other has a best friend who has a significant other, but you guys are not best friends <laughs> and you're just like, Well, we're gonna suck to each other for the next hour while they bro out. <laughs> Sounds like pretty much with that. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of bad experiences with it, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, no, that's, no one's comical, but it's pretty straightforward. But I do like the fact that, uh, um, uh, basically, Sagira basically kind of confirms O's, like, thoughts, because 
she basically just describes how the two of them kind of like balance each other out. And then just makes me think about us with our ghost. How silent we are, and our ghost never shuts up, so it works out. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. <laughs> oh. Well, Mrs. Hyven, do you want to take the next one? Sounds good. The next one is a hero's requiem. You're all special. He was no different. At first, just as special, same as the rest. All that's changed, obviously. Over time, he distanced himself, stood out. It took some time for her to adjust to his personality. From what she's shared, it took him time as well. The Cade Six, known to all, is not the man he was in total. His wit and his playfulness were a shield, a weapon as trained as his blade or his hand cannon. He called her Sundance. I was never sure why. She said it was from an old legend, a fable from the time before the time before. I always thought it was because of her spark, the grace with which she moved, so effortless, so sly. They were a perfect match. There's no doubt he recounted his return to those closest to him on more than one occasion. And there's no doubt as well that the events shifted a bit with each telling. Like his wit, the building of his legend was a weapon. For those who don't know, for those who were not lucky enough to hear the tale of Cade Six's first from his own mouth, with that charm and the way he'd act out his favorite parts, complete with sound effects, here is one telling. It's a recording from Cycle's past. It's not the whole story, but where Cade Six was involved, nothing ever was. Boom! I wake up, groggy, confused, hungover. It's the same for all of us. So that initial shock's nothing new. Sundance is, my, is in my face, and I'm freaking out. My brain works, but I don't remember a thing, except that I seem to be a functioning life form. I'm human. I'm a man. And then my mind starts reeling a thousand miles a minute. Boom, boom, boom. Like I'm downloading the idiot's guide to basic human existence. Cool, great. Still can't remember anything. And I sure can't wrap my head around the talking, floating, magic robot orb thing jabbering in my face. I'm freaked. So I freaked. Smacked her to the ground. Hard. And I ran. I'm running. She's running. Or, you know, whatever she's doing since she doesn't have any legs. She's right behind me going, wrong way, wrong way. She's screaming. I'm screaming. Whatever she's yelling, I just keep running. It's night. Did I mention that? It's nighttime, and my eyes are still adjusting. So I'm running. I'm running. Can't see. Can't remember. Scared to death. Confused as I'll get out. And then I fall. I'm straight up falling. Just like that, I ran right off a cliff. It wasn't a short drop. I bounced so many times. felt each and every one till I didn't. So it all went black again. And then, boom, I'm back. She got me right right up on my feet. Just like she always does. And that, my dudes, was the start of a beautiful friendship. Most haven't heard that story. And in listening, you hopefully weren't looking for any definitive truth of who he was as a man or a guardian. That's not what the story is for. Its purpose, now more than ever, fits nicely into the armor Cade wore best. He thought it was funny. Now more than ever... Cade would want us to laugh. Shiro Four's ghost at a gathering in Cade Six honor. A little sad there at the end, but pretty hilarious. Yeah, but, but I like still... it. You know, at the end it says he would want us to laugh, and you know that's kind of what that story does. 
I yeah, just imagine him the way smacking was. his ghost I mean, out of the air. Right? <laughs> Poor <laughs> like swatting this. a fly. <laughs> right? I like that he's like, I'm freaked. Down. So, yeah, he's like, so I freaked and I smacked her. Like, this is what I did. I'm running from her. She's chasing me, telling me I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> right? Like, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. There's a cliff coming. And boom, cliff. That's that's the thing that, that I've got stuck in my head. It's like, I'm... I'm seeing this mental image of Cade screaming and running and then just, like, straight off a cliff. Because mm-hmm. I, I see him, like, running, but, like, running, looking behind him, looking at her, and just... Yes. Like a, like almost like a, like a Looney Tune uh, cartoon kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Where he pauses and turns around and looks at her before he falls. Yeah, looks at her, looks down, and then just, like, vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that's a testament to Cade as a character. I mean... Yeah, he has his own... You, you, you he had his own You see that a card's written by Cade. Yeah, you know it's his flair. I love that. I mean, it might be Shiro 4's ghost telling it, but he's just retelling the tale. Yeah. I really did like that. The, the idiot's guide to basic human functioning, basically. <laughs> Right. And now we get to a card that I actually like. Well, good, because you're going to like the other ones. <laughs> oh, like, I love them all, but, like, this one is just hilarious. It's titled Ghost Community Theater. The Ghost Community Theater presents Oryx, the Nightmare Daddy, one brave ghost versus the death from outer space. A four-and-a-half-act play. Written and directed by Dee Dee, ghost of Marcus Wren. Starring Marcus Wren as the hero's ghost. Dee Dee the ghost as the guardian hero. Enoch Bast as Oryx. Pixie, the ghost of Ariadne Gris as Ur-Halak. Sweeperbot as Ur-Anuk. And Ghost, the ghost of Enoch Bast as the ghostly shade of Crota. See the play that Commander Zavala calls an insensitive and disrespectful travesty of a production with truly abominable prop design, an insult to the art of papier-mâché. The eponymous ghost himself calls it, Is this supposed to be me? Oh. Oh, no. Ghost. The ghost of Tyra Karn calls it a a four-and-a-half-act structure? But that makes no stories... Do have rules, you know? You can't... What constitute half... Oh, you know what? I don't need to entertain this nonsense. Ophiuchus, the ghost of Ikora Ray, calls it judgmental silence. Lord Shax calls it undeniably enthusiastic. I'll grant you that. But is the dialogue meant to come across so sexually charged? Ghost, the ghost of Tyra Karn calls it. I've been thinking about it, and I really do think it would be worthwhile for you to learn the basics of narrative composition. Sit down, we're doing this now. <laughs> I was so through. Oh my god, I don't know how you read that. <laughs> I love the shacks part. That is just. Oh. <laughs> is it supposed sexually to come across charged? so sexually charged? 
No, no checks, it's not. But uh, if that's what you got out of it, then... Oh Especially also... since it's literally the Guardian, his ghost, and a Hive family. Right. That just makes it weird. I just you love that Sweeperbot say... is Iranuk. Right? When you were about to say written and directed by Didi, I totally read it as written and directed by Diddy, and I was like, how'd they get him? <laughs> so I might need an app. <laughs> oh, oh is a character in himself, though. He's uh. Oh yeah, he is. About as ridiculous as Cade, only probably kills himself well, a lot more. It... <laughs> well, and if you happen you to he notice, he kills himself a lot more. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's a a famous sparrow racer who's known to blow up a lot. Well, Dude. the entire cast is sparrow racers and their ghosts. Except Sweeperbot. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's a, <laughs> I love this. He's a secret. We just don't know. Yeah. Right. Hey, he's 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 secretly murders Cabal. So he's our gourmet. I also like <laughs> the ghost of Icora. The ghost of Icora tells him to sit down. We're doing silence. this now. I feel like no, no, no. no oh, the, the, ghost, the ghost. Yeah, is yeah. Judgmental silence, which I feel like is exactly what Icora's reaction would be to all of this nonsense. Yeah. Just like a really heavy head shake. I love how Tyra Karn's ghost has two entries in there. Yeah, I like, love that she's like, I've oh, been thinking does. about it. Like, That's I don't need so to entertain funny. this nonsense. And then she comes back and she's like, you know what, I've been thinking about it. That reminds me, it's like a, in Parks and Rec, there's a, there's a part where one of the characters is like, I don't have time to explain to you why you're wrong. And then they come back and they're like, actually, and they have like a whole binder on it. <laughs> and that's what happened here. Uh, exactly. Mm. All right, do we want to move on? Let's do Might it. Might as well. Let's get to some crazies. Uh, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to add to all of this. What is your opinion? <laughs> Talking about it. <laughs> Anything you, you just add? say what you feel. Okay. Well, I've never done this. Just trying to get a feel for it, you know. That's how yeah. I feel. This one's harder too, though. Like I feel like with the somber ones, there was it's more like structure. emotion and feeling and like depth, and this one's just like blah blah blah, silly crazy. Pretty much. <laughs> That's my best description. <laughs> Flamin, how do you feel about Oryx being your big daddy? Um, I feel uh, the big nightmare, nightmare big daddy. daddy. <laughs> do you feel about it. uncomfortable? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I think so I just feel comfortable about it. Time to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. This next one is the difference of opinion. Peregrine Institute of Higher Learning presents Ghost Stories, interviews with two ghosts of the Traveler, a guest lecture by two guardianless ghosts about life, light, and the search for their guardians, featuring Balthazar, unpartnered, and Peach, unpartnered. Transcript of the Q&A session is as follows. What is the Traveler in your understanding? Great question. Terrible question. In a sense, it's the only question. The Traveler is our primary, our mother, the primordial, and the pinnacle. A dear friend, the ghost of Pujari, 
once compared the Traveler to a song that has never been sung? Look, the answer no one likes to give is that no one knows what the Traveler is or anything about it. Not even us. We know she wished for us to raise guardians to be her avatars and defenders. Do we, though? Just because we can do that doesn't mean we're made to do that. And who says it's a she, anyways? Why does it need a gender? The Traveler, in her omnipotent wisdom, looked into the past and the future. And from all the generations that emerged from the cradle of Earth, she chose the best of them to be her champions. Each ghost was lovingly and carefully created for their one true guardian. The ghost and guardian complete. If that's true, then the Traveler is kind of a jerk. Excuse me? Look, I know tons of ghosts who died before they ever found their guardians. I know some ghosts who still haven't found a guardian. You haven't, and I haven't. But I don't think I'm incomplete because of it. I have the humility to recognize my own shortcomings and to submit myself to the Traveler's plan. Question. Do you remember being inside the Traveler? No. I do. We call it the womb. I have never and will never call it that. Imagine a cosmos inside a bottle. Trillions of stars orbiting each other in a complex weave. But they aren't stars. Perhaps a better word would be souls. Souls dancing in the infinite space enclosed within a celestial egg. Which is it, an egg or a womb? It's called a metaphor. Well, then pick a metaphor, not twelve. Well, what would you call it? I wouldn't call it anything because I don't remember it, and I don't think you do either. Question. Some people say that each ghost is an aspect of the Traveler. That is to say, that each ghost represents a part of the Divine Whole. <laughs> would you please? This is unbecoming. First of all, that wasn't a question. Second of all, <laughs> third of all, if I'm part of the Traveler's brain or soul or whatever, then the Traveler sure isn't divine. I'll tell you that much. Question. What will you do if you never find a guardian? I shall find a guardian. The Traveler has willed it so. Uh, did you get that in writing? It is true that some ghosts die before finding their partners. If that happens to me, then I suppose I will do nothing, since I will no longer be. But I have faith. If I never find my guardian, I'll go steal someone else's. I hear Sagira had a good time with that. Question. If you could eat, what would you eat first? Finally, a good question. We do not know the desire for food. Our semi-corporeal form. Nectarines. Or hot sauce. Ooh. Or crickets. Crunchy, roasted crickets. Crunchy food sounds so fun. I wish I could get cricket carapace stuck between my teeth. Here's a question for you. What is it like to have teeth? Is this over yet? <laughs> I love that. God. That's exactly how um, Hyven and I talk, though, for sure. <laughs> I just yeah, cut him off. Have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when a question <laughs> is asked, I give the logical answer, and you just say whatever you're thinking at the moment. Yep. <laughs>
it's it's kind of like card for us. Hey, that that there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it makes oh, life yeah. interesting. I just want to note sure. how how awkward it is to listen to somebody talk about eating crunchy crickets. Mm-hmm. It was that fun. Yeah, to right. That was hard to like. I was like, mm, I can't feel you on this beach. Just can't. <laughs> I was with I her don't in know, man. Hot sauce shit. I was feeling it. Don't do spicy. And then crickets. We were completely out there. No, man. I can imagine a nice <laughs> crunchy cricket. Ah, not gooey, but like crunchy. Maybe that sounds good. All the crunch right. crickets in your go down to... crickets in your teeth sound a little. You imagine that smile? <laughs> right. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna legs. go down to the pet smart, get some crickets. I'll I'll some pork fry them up for you, babe. Right. Well, if you get some cricket carapace stuck between your teeth, all you have to do is hum, and you'll hear crickets. You know. <laughs> the, uh, do the, you I'm know just that there. from experience? There you Absolutely. Go. This is my here. He's asking the important questions. <laughs> Namely, do you know this from experience? Absolutely. Never had all right. Official. No. Never. Remember. <laughs> People, Live. you eat crickets and smile, you will chirp like a cricket. <laughs> I think it's time to move on and away from All right. I, I think we, like, stuck on the wrong part of that one. Right? <laughs> well, it really stands Disagreed. out. So many other things we could have discussed. <laughs> All right. All right. Me and Elemist are going to read seven. And I am basically reading most of it until the end, so... Here we go. I am searching. I am close. I can feel that I am close. What will my Risen be like? Will she be honorable? Will she be a brute? I should be able to tell, shouldn't I? I don't know. I don't know that matters. I have been searching since the day that I was born. I will take anyone at Crestadoon. The Gobi is endless in the evening light. And then I see it, a burnt-out building, the only man-made structure for miles. I do not know whether to fly faster or keep at a stately pace. It doesn't matter. The dead cannot see. I am nervous. Why am I nervous? As I draw closer, I rehearse what I might say. First introductions are important. You are a child of the Traveler's Light, I say to myself. You have been chosen in defense of this solar system. No, no. Hmm. You, we are both children of the Traveler. You and I are both children of, I forget my words as I slip into the building. I find meteorological equipment. I find an empty office. I find a dingy break room. At the back of the break room, I see my other half. A fallen vandal crushed beneath a toppled refrigerator. I am devastated. I have seen the fallen. They are butchers, castaway murderers. I would take anyone, but not this, not this thing. I turn away. I count 17 slow laps around the room, and then another four around the building. I should be decisive, shouldn't I? I should be filled with pride that I have fulfilled my first purpose. I am not. It doesn't matter. I cannot ignore the pull. I return to the break room. I do not know what I will say, but fallen or no... It is the Traveler's will that I do this. I reach toward the light, then reach toward that pole to join them together. The refrigerator trembles as the light suffuses him. 
I hear a low groan. Push it away, I whisper. If my risen dies beneath this refrigerator and I fly away into the sun, no one will know. Perhaps I will even have done the earth a great service. I'm here with you, but you must help yourself. Push it away and sit up. The refrigerator shifts, then topples to the side. An awoken man sits up and pushes the dead vandal off his chest like an unwelcome blanket on a hot summer night. With effort, he wiggles free and stands straight. Who are you? he asks. He looks around, then down at his blue hands. What am I? I am your ghost, I say with more than a hint of obvious relief. You are one of the travelers chosen, a defender of humanity. What is your name? He flexes his fingers, works his jaw, blows a raspberry. Then he looks at me. Savin! Yes. I think I call myself Savin. He nods, satisfied. Let's go, your ghost. I see how the, the name your name. ghost came. Yeah, get it? <laughs> right? I'm your ghost. Oh my god, it's so great. Aye, aye, aye. So. Well, I guess it's better than ghost. Right? <laughs> Not much like better. some thing. <laughs> Especially because looking at it, I totally read it as yogurt first. So. Oh my god, yogurts. The story of yogurts <laughs> and seven. What's your name? <laughs> yogurt. You're laying it. Alright. I'm to change my ghost's name. Oh yeah? Oh, so do yeah. I. Does your name, does your ghost have a name? Dry Biscuit. <laughs> Dry okay, Biscuit. What? Dry Biscuit. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of perfect, though. It describes our ghost. Kind of fitting. Uh, I, I've named mine Darwin. I named because, mine like, Arden. I have yet to actually give my gun. I'm torn. I'm not. I'm not sold on Arden, though. It's not really good for like yelling. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Darwin does. And like my ghost is Dinglebot. <laughs> I really thought you were about to call it Dingleberry. Low blow. I call him my dingle. He opens doors for me and does stuff. Call me over here. Well, like I will just call him your the traveler, butler then. The traveler I mean, made kind of the ghost to open doors. Yeah, he really just opens doors. <laughs> he inspects things. But that's about I guess he reses me, but technically somebody else usually reses me most of the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Alright, for this next one, we're all going to be involved. Um, can I ask a real quick question? You know it. I guess. How do you, What's up? How do you pronounce Mrs. Ivan's name? Nikechi. Nikechi? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got to actually I was like, you just did it. There we go. No, he has to say it at some point. Yeah. I love it. He actually has to say it right from the start. <laughs> I'm the narrator. <clears throat> Mrs. Hyven will play Nakechi 32, Elemis will be Agu, and Flamin is Old Bork. Nakechi 32 lies on the hull of her ship, skimming through gossip and salvage requisition lists on Vannet. Agu nestles in the magnificent feather ruff of her chestplate and looks at the debris of the reef. Revised Crucible rules are garbage blah 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 how does this have the 300 have like 300 comments she says flicking to the next page where's the juicy stuff 
Hey, it's pulled pork, Agu says, peeking up over one of Nikechi's tremendous pauldrons. She sits up right away, eyes lighting with interest. Really? Where? Pulled pork is the name they've given to a very sweet, very earnest ghost that has been looking for his guardian for about as long as they can remember. Pulled pork is not his real name, but it feels right. Like calling Mara Sol by her full name instead of just by her forename. Agu directs Nikechi's attention in, onto, out into the floating scrap. Sure enough, there he is. A tiny speck moving with meticulous patience across the surface of a blasted but fall, fallen skiff. Let's go say hi, Nikechi, disabling her vanette hood. She climbs to her feet and begins a lazy zero-gravity parkour run, leaping and drifting from one hunk of scrap to another. Hey, buddy, she calls when they get close. What you doing? Old Pork finishes up a scan of a floating piece of concrete and rebar, then turns toward them. I'm looking for my guardian, he chirps. That's nice. You gonna find him in that rock? You never know, Ms. Nikechi. 32. Maybe my guardian is very... Maybe, Nick agrees. But you might want to consider scanning the dead, bud. That shell's pretty snappy. Is it new? It's reef purple with a flower-like silhouette and silver detailing. Yes, it is. It was a gift. And thank you for your suggestion. I have considered it. I do often scan the dead. I also scan other things. I like to be thorough. Old pork bobs in place politely, almost bowing. Please excuse me one moment. He turns to scan a piece of warped plus steel. They watch. Nakechi shakes her head. I'll leave him alone, Agu whispers in her ear. If he goes through every piece of scrap in the reef, he'll find someone eventually. Sky knows there are plenty of bodies and body parts floating around there. Yeah, we said that when we found him on Mars, and that was before Twilight Gap. Catchy replies. Well, with that in mind, let's check back on him in a couple months. Who knows? Maybe he'll get lucky and find the greatest guardian of all time. Shoot, you found the greatest guardian of all time. And with that, our guardians were born. Right? Like, what if that is our ghost? This is the moment here, people. All you who played D1, when we were first res, what was our ghost scanning before he found us? He was scanning cars. random cars! Random cars and rubble! And our there were ghost... only corpses in, like, two different cars in that entire area. He was literally area. just scanning junk. I just love that little, maybe he'll find the greatest guardian of all time. I, I don't know if it's real. I, our ghost... Could be pulled like, pork. and I just like that's why my guardian is my ghost is unnamed because he might just be pulled pork. <laughs> like that fact right there. Like if Bungie wasn't trolling us, they wouldn't have put that line in there. No, I think so. That's totally that was pointed. That was definitely pointed <laughs> at our ghost. And I really also love the effect, also the fact that this guardian is just like sitting, um, looking through gossip, and basically looking on like Twitter, 
and like Amazon for deals. It's it's essentially it the, the Vanguard's version of Reddit, from my understanding. Yeah, I mean... yeah you're right. Salvage requisition on VanNet. I just I mean... imagine a guardian like laying on the floor, just like looking through all of their all these discounts and gossip. I mean, I like, one. if if you read it, <laughs> Revised Crucible rules are garbage as the actual, like, thread line. Yeah. And then, how does this have, like, 300 comments? Like, <laughs> that is ready. Yeah, I can see that. Looking through, <laughs> just swiping through the next page. Yeah. Yeah, All I don't right. blame the ghost for wanting to scan everything. So you gotta it's be true, thorough. it is. You know. <laughs> it's thorough, for sure. But I, I just like that he has to stop mid-conversation to scan something. Right? Well, he is very thorough, you know? He has been searching for a really long time, they mentioned. He's still going. I just love that he said, Man, my guardian is incredibly small. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's been going for a long time, because he's scanning everything. Small rocks, random rebar. I mean... Right? Like, I think we can like... rule those out. If you don't see any skeletons, there aren't going to be any bodies. Well, the last one, he thought it was going to be a fallen one. Didn't even know it was an awoken guy underneath that refrigerator. See? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. But that just was, that's why it's so ironic. But... Our ghost was just scanning a bunch of cards, and he just happened to find us in one of them. And the best guardian ever. Right. I love it. But, I mean, about my guardian, the argument right? about... <laughs> wow, we're certainly not clearly. talking about mine clearly but no so like the argument about your ghost you know the actual ghost named your ghost mm -hmm. with Savin I mean that ghost felt the pull you know he felt that he was in the right place yeah pulled pork doesn't have that <laughs> But yeah, he's dedicated. He's, kind of... he's a lot of determination <laughs> dedication and spirit. Only goes... Dedication and determination only goes so far. But anyway, uh, now we're on to the last card called "To Map the Unknown." His next snaps. He's dead on impact. You get him up. Ask him how he feels. He says, "Fine." I ask him how it felt. He says, can't remember. I ask him if he learned anything. He says, nope, let's go again. Same drop, same distance, for the fifth time today, from this drop. This go, his trajectory is less head first, more parallel, on purpose, I think. Varying the instance for a broader range within the experiment. He hits almost flat. The sound is squishy, wet, death is instant. I get him up, ask him the same questions, get the same answers. We've tried it all. The sudden deaths, live fire, through every type of round and range imaginable. The gradual, asphyxiation from force, liquid, vacuum, the biological, superbugs, hazardous materials, radiation. We varied the duration of dying from immediate to over the course of years. Multiple years. Time squandered on a quest for discovery that could have been better spent anywhere else. 
I wasn't always skeptical. But there's an old saying about learning from your mistakes, or when to quit, or something like that. I don't know. But I do know futility when I see it. We've tried it all. Nothing was learned. Others say differently. Others claim to have journeyed on the other side of death. Where's your proof, I say. Death isn't the answer when life is right here, staring you in the face. I see a lot of things, but here we are. My guardian is soup at the base of a cliff, two times the height of the tower. And when I get him up, he's going to say some variation of, I'm fine, don't know, let's do it again. And we will. Because mapping the unknown means the answers you don't have could be the answers hiding on the other side of one more try. A ghost questioning the repetition of his guardian's thanatonautic technique. I like this card because anyone who knows anything about thanatonauts, they sound like this deep thinking. Like you imagine like uh, the tr a true like warlock who's like book savvy and has all this knowledge and they gain all this knowledge through their death. But I just love this, that this thanatonaut is getting nothing. Just repeatedly killing themselves without any knowledge. I just love how it throws another spin on um, like a topic that always feels serious. Like, this almost makes me feel like some of the stuff we do at the tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like yeah. jumping off for the sake of jumping off. You know, the it's way like I over the calm. Go ahead. The way I kind of look at it is in like Crucible when you're playing like survival and you have three people in your fire team and you have that one random blueberry who seems to be taking all your guys' lives. You know, granted, you guys aren't <laughs> jumping off buildings and everything, but it's, you know, the way I kind of look at it is that. Same concept. No, I've, I've had a blueberry yeah. jump off the match because he wanted us to lose, so repeatedly jumping off the map, it's so... <laughs> oh, man. You know, there is that, uh, that message in the tower that, that says, Guardian, uh, Jumper was a guardian. Rising now, and he'll be right up. Oh, yeah. I have heard that one. I I haven't heard that one, but I'm gonna have to pay more attention now. Yeah, you'll hear it over the intercom. It says Jumper was a guardian. <laughs> that is great. Those darn thanatonauts. That concludes all of the ghost story comedy cards. Or yep. later cards, at least. Next week, we're gonna be picking up the last bit, which are actually serious. They're not somber or sad or anything, but they're not... They don't even have a hint they're, of comedy in it, so... They're not really happy, but not every... None of them are happy, but not all of them are going to make you cry. They're just kind of, like, more intense, I guess. Challenge accepted. Yeah. So, with that being said... Uh, we are looking for topics for the episode afterward, so please let us know if there's anything Drop you'd like to comment. cover. Indeed, please. We think if we could get a, we would think we could get a flaming on for a crucible lore cast. Anyone's up for that? Push flaming. Yeah, make him make him talk. <laughs> I 
I, I play a little right. bit of Crucible, if people don't know. I still feel like you'd be more comfortable talking about Crucible, though, than general wow. lore. You, you're a, we I'll are a Crucible clan. It would only make sense. Hardcore PvP, Crucible clan. Go ahead, and then let me hear this honesty. Only because well, honesty, one person... Like, one person said it in a... Uh, <laughs> stream. And, like, I need to find that, that stream again, because... It was just kind of a funny video to watch. Somebody needs to tag that and then also like cut little pieces out and just like we need to make little gifts or just <laughs> disagree or funny. PvP clan. Right. He's got ten Valerie sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like I said, we're trying to figure out topics after you know our next episode so please let us know um and until then have a good night we're out yep see ya See y'all later. i'll admit i didn't expect this <laughs>